It is Budget Eve, and with a day to go, the announcements are running thick and fast. The Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, is about to deliver his second budget and has revealed it'll contain cost-of-living relief to households worth almost $15 billion over four years. But what else could the budget contain, and will there be any surprises, as you might have heard on the program over the last week or so? We've heard a lot uh, trickling out. We're joined now by the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter, good morning to you. Plenty of spin, of course, in the lead-up to tomorrow night. That's not unusual. What will you be looking out for? Well, good morning, Tom. Yes, as you say, uh, traditionally, uh, the leaks uh, trickle in the week or so before. The question with this budget is whether or not uh, there will be one, maybe two big bang announcements uh, that will be announced on budget night within the budget papers. Um, What we do know is that there's been a constant line from Jim Chalmers and the Prime Minister that whatever they do in terms of relief for households, it will be temporary and targeted. It will be designed so it won't fuel in inflation. The centrepiece of tomorrow night will be a $14.6 billion cost of living relief um, over four years. And Jim Chalmers claims that will actually lower inflation rather than push it up. This will include one-off energy bill discounts as high as $500 per household, varying state to state. So the discounts will come off bills to low-income houses rather than directly into their pockets. I'll be going straight to a section in the budget lockup called Key Economic Parameters to see if there'll be any small budget surplus or a budget balance delivered uh, for the 2022-23 year. We were talking about this last week. If this uh, comes off, it would be the first budget surplus in 15 years, thanks to more people in the workforce paying more tax and more tax from booming commodity prices boosting treasury coffers. Even if there is a wafer-thin surplus, uh, there won't be too much external celebration, though it's important politically because uh, after that it's back to deficits over the horizon. Also, will there be an increase in the job seeker payment? Jim Chalmers has been managing expectations about that. If it does happen, will any increase be limited to over 55s or right across the board? Finance Minister Katie Gallagher has been doing the media rounds, taking questions about what hasn't been revealed yet. She wasn't giving too much away when she spoke on AM with my colleague David Lipson earlier this morning. Well, you'll have to wait till Tuesday night. We are in this very um, annoying kind of stage where people are wanting to know what's in the budget, but it doesn't get handed down till Tuesday night. You know, the Prime Minister's made no secret the fact that every budget that we do will be mindful of payments and looking at where we can support people who are living on payments with sensible and affordable cost of living relief. Uh, But you'll have to wait till Tuesday. We're aware of the advocacy around it, around a whole range of things, frankly, in this budget, and I I think you'll see a sensible response across the board. Will there be a surplus? Uh, We've made no secret that there'll be a significant improvement in the near term, but the pressures on the budget remain over the Ford estimates period and into the medium term. So there's still a lot of work that we need to do to make sure the budget's in the shape it needs to be to meet all those priorities going forward. It's the Finance Minister Katie Gallagher speaking this morning. Peter Ryan's with me. Peter, there's also been action to make oil and gas producers pay more tax. Can I ask you about that? Is the sector getting off lightly with this tax? That's a great question, Tom. This was probably the least worst outcome for the oil and gas industry, and they've been pretty quick to accept the $2.4 billion increase to the Petroleum Resources Rent Tax 
over four years, basically um, doing a deal uh, to draw a line under the pursuit for even more revenue in coming years. In other words, they want this to end. That's because two other options raised by Treasury could have raised between $13.3 billion and $22 billion over the next 10 years. But these were dependent on the global oil price staying at 92 US dollars a barrel, which is why Jim Chalmers settled on uh, capping tax deductions at 90% of income rather than being locked into uh, the price of uh, oil per barrel. The former competition regulator, uh, chairman of the ACCC, Rod Sims, says that tax changes should have gone further and could have raised triple of what's been proposed. It's also been critical that this appears to be the final change to the PRRT, which he describes as unfortunate. Putting this to you, though, some listeners might see some hypocrisy that perceived dirty and unpopular fossil fuels are actually important to the bottom line in the budget, even though they're meant to be phasing out. That's right. Well, this is the real world. Uh, the uh, oil and gas sector provides enormous uh, tax revenue to the budget, but it's also more evidence that governments and also superannuation funds remain pretty much addicted to booming commodity prices. A report out uh, today from the research house Market Forces, which is an activist environmental group, says Australia's 30 biggest super funds actually increase their exposure to companies developing new or expanded coal oil or gas projects and that's uh, up 50% over the past year. It's called the Climate Wreckers Index. It makes some pretty interesting reading. Shows the gap between environmental pledges and investment practice in the in, in the real world um, show a greater exposure to fossil fuels and they've widened over the past year which means an increasing proportion of retirement savings is being wrapped up in supporting big carbon emitters. Okay, Peter, thank you very much for joining us. That is Peter Ryan, the ABC's senior business correspondent.